Hello and welcome to episode 16 of the Nothing to Play podcast, a mediocre podcast about video games, movies, and hand jobs. As always, it's your boy, Justin Time Carter, and this week we got returning guest on the podcast. Uh, I'm going to call him, uh, after he got stuck up in Pine Top, I'm going to call him Edward Snowden, uh, uh, Matt Martin. Fresh from uh, federal prison. <laughs> yeah. Prisoner number 00517604. 42069. <laughs> <laughs> little X, big X, little X, 420, no scope, little X, big X, little X. Hi. I'm I'm back again. He's back by not popular request. <laughs> yeah, and it's a very special episode because it marks the end of No Nut November. And now it's uh, I guess it's just December. Now it's uh, don't kiss your sister December. Well, that's that's pretty easy. I mean, you don't have a sister. <laughs> I know. I have to kiss other people's sisters. No, you're not supposed to do that. <laughs> Have you been, bud? I've been good. Uh, it's been a little bit of a lull in the card game since we got back from Indiecade. But uh, we recently got a build together for a tournament that we've been wanting to do. Uh, PJ, uh, my business partner has been super hardcore all about getting some tournament rules together so that way we can actually play tournaments and kind of get some stuff started in the local game stores and the comic book shops and all that. So the most recent build we did was just trying to make cards more readable and we changed the format around. But um, So we did that and we had the tournament. Um, the main things that we did for it is we just wanted to make the game move a little bit faster so there was less rounds and we changed around some of the the healing between levels and a lot of the technical stuff that nobody's gonna fucking understand so i'll just skip over that (laughs) but uh tournament went really well uh we had a bunch of people who rsvp'd and like every single board game night you've ever trying to throw together only one person showed up. So um, <laughs> so me and Jess ended up playing together uh, as well as this new guy who showed up. And he has never played the game at all. Like, he's not even one of our regular playtesters, but he ended up showing up randomly, reading the rules right on time, right as soon as the tournament was about to start. And we were like, okay, well, me and Jess will just play. So... First game, he did all right. Like, we ended up tying the boss and then the heroes. And the way that tournament rules work is rather than a bracket, you just rotate. So whoever was playing boss plays one of the heroes, and then one of the heroes plays boss. And uh, the way that we were playing was 2v1. So uh, we were rotating through, and the guy, like, gradually started stomping everyone. He just started getting really good, and he just... He was the most quiet guy we've ever playtested with, but he was just getting subconsciously all the combinations of cards he could use. 
and uh, that's always a cool thing to see. Uh, just people just getting the game, especially whenever it's something as complicated as boss battle sometimes is. Dude, sounds awesome, though. I'm glad that uh, the turnout was super good and that tournament went really well. Yeah, it was just the one uh, three rounds that we played, but even then we had some people who were like, last minute it drew some attention, and they were like, oh, what's this game? And they had a group of four people, so it worked out. So we had another group of people just playing a casual game as well. So I think that's probably the best thing that we probably could have had just for a first tournament like yeah it was only one person who really showed up but we ended up getting three games out of it plus that other group of random people and even though like we had some of the newbies who played on the other casual game who weren't into it um, we always normally get at least one or two people who are really really liking the game and we could tell that we could probably count on them to play the game some more so probably the best outcome we probably could have had and then hopefully for the next one we'll end up doing a uh, more official card game location or something along those lines maybe a comic book shop yeah and I remember you telling me that you're actually going to be showing your game not too too far in the future in Portland at one of the game festivals there. Yeah, uh, so over the course... Oh. <laughs> over the... Co- over the- oh, no, it's <laughs> Justin can fix that in post. Um, but I won't. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so the game... Uh, festival or the game convention that we're going to be doing in May, which is whenever our Kickstarter is projected to be um, smack dab in the middle of that. We're going to be going to Burning Cat, which is put on by the Exploding Kittens people who me and PJ have had random sporadic interactions with over the course of going to different conventions. Uh, PJ ran into them at Indiecade a few years back and then uh, we made it a habit of trying to see them at Gen Con this year. Um, and we showed them the game, and they were like, well, how does this fit in with Exploding Kittens? And I'm like, oh, no, we're not looking for a publisher anymore with you guys. We just kind of want to show you the game. <laughs> so um, they have a general knowledge of who we are. And then we also ran into one of them whenever we were at Indiecade, which was also pretty cool. Just most recent Indiecade. Um but we'll have a booth, and uh, our good friends Alex and Emily will be helping us out with running the booth. At least that's what I assume. And, yeah, it's kind of surreal just actually having a booth for the game. Dude, I was like, that's what's up. And uh, last night we got ramen and ice cream. And booze. And lots of booze. Oh, yeah, all the booze. Uh, oh, go ahead. What? <laughs> Nothing. I was also going to say, uh, even sooner than the uh, the Burning Cat stuff, uh, this Thursday, me, PJ, and Jess are all driving down to... Oh, I was wondering what that was. <laughs> uh, 
we're all driving down to Tucson to go talk with the Tucson IDGA people. I didn't even know there was an IDGA in Tucson. Yeah, it it's makes mo- sense. Yeah, it's surprising to me as well. It's even more surprising that they're more active than the Phoenix IDGA group, which I don't even know how many people go to those events anymore. I was like, that does not surprise me. <laughs> yeah, they were saying that they have at least like normally like fifteen members on uh on average going to their monthly meetings and i was like oh cool and um i've been posting the art on the phoenix iga group for the card game and the guy who runs the tucson one was like oh yeah tell me about your card game and so we kind of got like a little meeting put together and they're gonna play test the game and so we'll get a lot of play tests whenever we're down there we'll kind of talk about stuff and um we're trying to figure out what we want to talk about but um, the big question that we always get is how people, how we come up with making decks, not in terms of like your classic Magic the Gathering sort of like, how do you build a deck in, from a collectible card game st- standpoint, but how do we come up with heroes and bosses and what's the kind of like thought process on actually getting those made? That's it. Is that why you were like doing? Is that why you're doing the oh no? Is because you realized that that was coming up sooner than you expected? Uh, no, I don't. I think it'll be pretty casual. Like I'm pretty shit at talking in public, and I would always like to do a talk, but I'm pretty sure I would just stumble and fumble all over my words the entire time I was up there. So it's a good thing I've got PJ. <laughs> I was like, man, if only you'd taken a public speaking class in college. Man, if only I was good at my public speaking class in college. <laughs> oh, man. Dude. I took... I was going to say, I, I took two reading literacy classes, too, and I failed both of them, so... <laughs> I just can't get through books. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that's just because you didn't read the books or do the homework. Which involved reading the books. (laughs) I mean, well, I mean, it's it's pretty tough whenever the Spark Notes doesn't cover everything. (laughs) I was like, do you even remember what the three books we had to read for that class were? I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember one of them? I don't, uh, isn't it The One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest? I think that's the only one I remember. That was one of them. Okay, well, that's the only one I remember. Yeah, it was, uh, One Flew Over, yeah, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, uh, um, Fahrenheit 451, and A Raisin in the Sun. Oh, I definitely didn't read that one. (laughs) I don't. I have no idea what that one's about. I I know that I've read Fahrenheit one uh, four fifty one, I think in high school. So, and by read it, I mean I probably didn't read it either. And then for because we read those three, and then our final project was we had to pick a list, a book from the list or whatever of books that were made in the movies. Read the book, watch the movie, and then do a presentation about the differences between the two. 
And I was probably so far behind at that point that I probably was like, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, I think after like Fahrenheit 451, you just said you were going to retake the class anyway, so you stopped giving a shit. Yeah, no, that's where it was. <laughs> I, I, I also don't even remember what the other class that I took, what the books in that class were either, so... Dude, uh, fucking today, so we got a Christmas tree today. I saw. Which is the, yep, which is the first time I've had a Christmas tree since I moved out in, like, 2009. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, the first time we never had one at the apartment. We never had one here because of cats and dogs and whatever, but we were finally just like, fuck it, we're gonna get a Christmas tree. And, uh... So it was funny because at Target today, it ended today or whatever, they had the, if you bought like $100 of Christmas shit, you got $50 off of it. So you get $50 of Christmas shit. Yeah, $100 value of Christmas shit for 50 bucks. So we bought the Christmas tree and we bought a bunch of ornaments and like whatever. And after we were done checking out, when we were outside, Megan's like, dude, she didn't charge us for our Christmas tree. And I was like, yeah, she did. She scanned it. And Megan's like, yeah, but it didn't show up. So I look at the receipt, and sure enough, uh, it wasn't on there. So we got our Christmas tree for free, which granted was only like 60 bucks, and it was like 30% off anyway because of whatever sale they had going on. But... I added up all the ornaments and all the other shit, and even without the tree, it came to, like, it was, like, $98 and some odd change, almost $99, <laughs> so I almost got the $100 of Christmas shit, even without the tree, but I, if I'd gotten one more fucking ornament for, like, $3, <laughs> I could have fucking got it and got the tree for free. But I was like, God damn it! but then the kick in the balls was so we got home and we were setting the fucking christmas tree up and on the it's like three sections like the top middle and bottom that you like assemble together and it has like the built-in lights even though they're not really built in they're just kind of pre-clipped onto the tree or whatever and the third row of lights half of them weren't working and i couldn't figure out why and i saw that like one of the wire on the bottom was like bent Mm-hmm. It's stuff like you could see copper, like it was fucked up for some reason. So I stripped it and like redid it together and it still didn't work. And then I was like, okay, it has to be like half of them work though. So I'm like, it has to be like a light bulb somewhere that's like fucking this up. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it was, and I was trying to fix it and like I was fucking with it and then I kind of got it fixed and then something happened and it got fucked up again. And I was just, like, done with it. Like, I was just like, dude, I was like, this fucking sucks. And Megan's like, well, it's okay. She's like, we can just uh, go back to Target and return it. And I was like, yeah, we totally could. I'm like, except, I'm like, we would show up there and show them our receipt. And the fucking tree won't be on there. And Megan was sitting there for a minute. And she's like, oh, yeah, huh? And I'm like, yeah. So I'm like, Matt, we can't return it because according to them, we never bought it. 
So then I was like, God damn it. So then we just ended up unclipping the entire bottom row of lights, went <laughs> back to fucking Target and bought more Christmas lights and then just put new lights on the bottom for like $6 worth of Christmas lights to fix it. And then we bought stockings and shit. But we yeah. bought enough stuff during the second trip to Target that we like we got the $50 off again. <laughs> you hear that kids crime doesn't pay yeah i was like <laughs> so the tldr of it is i there was a reason why i never had a christmas tree and today was proof of that also don't ever set foot inside a target yeah because you're gonna spend three figures easy look at that cappy I love him. He's so black and chalant. And he's a big dum-dum. Oh, he's gone. But, no, that sounds like quite the eventful day. Yeah, but now it's finally all set up, and I'm just like, it took way longer than I wanted. And then we were fucking house-sitting, and we got suckered into setting up some elf-on-the-shelf shit for the people who we were house-sitting for Oh, yeah, so, how'd that go? Yeah, we had to go to... She sent us a thing of what she wanted us to do with the elf on the shelf. And it was like a... She wanted us to take one of those like paper lanterns and make almost like a hot air balloon thing with the elf on the shelf in it. Oh, it, that's what you were looking at yesterday. Yeah. And like with a little banner thing that says, like, welcome home. And so we went to fucking Michael's or whatever to like try and get like some of the shit and like they didn't have the paper lantern stuff we wanted and like whatever so we ended up going to fucking party city and got the majority of the shit that we needed and then yeah it took forever because we like suspended it from like their ceiling and shit and then did the banner like it was like a whole fucking process and then trying to find like tape and stuff in their house and like do whatever and we got these, like, sparkly snowflake things to, like, tape onto the wall. Mm -hmm. And so after struggling to, like, set up this elf on the shelf on the thing and do whatever, I was just like, all right, now it's time for me to have fun. So I went into the garage and took their, they had one of those, like, little sponge mop things. Mm -hmm. And I took that. And then because the snowflake had glitter stuff on it, like, it would kind of stay on the sponge thing. Mm -hmm. So we took tape, put it on the one end of it. And, like, their house is, like, two stories and super tall. So, using the sponge thing, I, like, stuck Snowflake, like, so far in the middle of the second floor that it's, like, impossible to reach. <laughs> so, I'm, like, they're going to have fun trying to get that down. And then I did another one that was, like, so tall that they're probably going to need a ladder and, like, something else to try and, like, scrape it off their wall. <laughs> like, God damn it. <laughs> I was, like... That was, like, the best part of doing that was knowing that they're going to have to try to get that down at some point. Justin Carter, a neighbor extraordinaire. Bitch, you know it. Did you uh, hang out with Serge today? Yeah, I did. Uh, we went and got canes, and then we played Smash Brothers. And then he gave you the best over-the-pants hand job that you've ever received. Well, not on the first date, Justin. Oh. <laughs> You're like, we're going steady and taking it slow. He's got he's to gotta beat me at least five more times. He, like, he has to three-stock me. 
<laughs> I mean, that happened. Because <laughs> just at a, at a certain point, whenever you're just playing fighting games for a long period of time, at a certain point, you're just like, like, I know my skill level, like, it starts, like, at a decent level, and then eventually it's just like, well, this is just going downhill, and there's no place to go but down, so. <laughs> oh, man. I was like, uh... Yeah, it doesn't surprise me that Surge beat your ass. Uh, like, let's see. I w- we were doing pretty good. He was He was winning a good j- majority of the time, but, uh... I got a few good wins and with Ridley and uh with Bowser cuz like at a certain at a certain point I was I was just like fuck it I don't care I'll just pick some other character I'm like hey I haven't played Bowser in a while and I was winning pretty consistently I'm like oh this is pretty great you're like overliable yeah he was like playing <coughs> he started to um play Toon Link a little bit as his secondary and I was like, well, I'll just play some Bowser for a bit. And I started winning uh, quite a bit with Bowser against this Toon Link. And he's like, okay, well, now I've got to go bust out with Pikachu. He's like, all right, my reputation's going south pretty quick here. And it is pretty great because Bowser's got a good amount of super armor. So uh, Surge relies a lot on the fact that Pikachu has a lot of disjointed hitboxes. So... With Bowser, it doesn't fucking matter, because it's like, sure, I'll take the smash attack, but I'm also going to hit you in the face. You're like, I don't mind if I do. And it only takes a few hits from Bowser to, like, send Pikachu flying. Um, But what other stuff was I doing? I was playing as Jigglypuff, and it's been a while since I played Puff. And I played Hero for the first time, and also Joker for the first time. I like Joker. I was like, Hero, I remember trying, and I thought Hero was just okay, but I really liked playing as Joker. Hero's got some jank-ass bullshit whenever it comes to his down B, and it's just like, well, let me just press down B and see what I get. And most of the time, it's something good. <laughs> roll the dice. Um, But no, that was a fun time. I need to hang out with my friends more, and not, I don't know, just get out more, I guess. Quit being a, a little hermit. Stop working on the card game at all hours of the day. Honestly, I haven't been working on the card game for, like, the last couple of weeks. Like, since the tournament build, where I was, like, really dedicating a lot of time to it, I've kind of been, like, taking a little bit of time off just to kind of reconfigure my brain and not just be a workaholic all the time. I'm sure you can understand that's basically what you were like between Indicate and Portland. Yeah, I was just like, I'm like here for a week, gone for a week, here for a week. I'm like, there's no point in trying to dive into something when I'm just gonna have to leave again. And then Surge what shit. Surge was like, when are when am I getting a new build? <laughs> Of course he was. Like, he's going to get it. Like, I was going to work on it today until, like, the fucking Elf on the Shelf and Christmas Tree thing literally took all goddamn day. Like, before the podcast, we literally just got done with the Christmas Tree shit. So it was, like, since, like, 8 o'clock this morning until fucking 6, we were out running around doing all this bullshit. 
And then I'm sad because now I have to go back to work again after my four-day weekend. Yeah, it barely felt like a four-day weekend. Like, last night we did some stuff, and I barely got back in town until, like, two uh, yesterday. And today has been a complete wash. I didn't even have a hangover from last night. It's just been, like, there hasn't been a lot that happened today. So... Did you watch the new episode of Mandalorian? I have not watched it yet at all. Oh, we watched it today. It was it was pretty good. Well, I'll get around to it. It's just I haven't watched it yet. Um, it's been really, really good though. Like the last episode with him going in and getting the baby back was really great. Went all John Wick on their ass. Well, yeah. I mean, to be fair, they're 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 stormtroopers. So I mean, it's not much of a fight but i mean he hit somebody <laughs> um have you are you up i don't know if a new episode i'm sure a new episode came out saturday but i was like have you been watching my hero and food wars i'm so far behind on my hero um i try to watch it whenever me and jess can watch it so neither one of us are like lagging behind but my hero i'm probably at least four episodes behind at this point uh food wars i don't know if we're up to date i don't think i don't think we are um because the last episode was i think the one where soma won with okay uh what was the dish he made because the... <laughs> like, I know because was... I know they did the pizza and then Soma's dish was next and it complemented that dish in some way and I can't remember exactly what he made now that I think about it god damn it <laughs> fuck are you looking it up <laughs> Yeah, I don't remember what the fuck it was that he made either. It was... I don't even remember what the ingredient was that he had to use. Was it butter? It wasn't butter, was it? It was butter. It was butter, yeah. He made something weird. This is you, riveting television for all y'all listeners. Are you just watching the episode? <laughs> no. <laughs> just I'm just trying to find it. You just put on the episode, you're like, give me like 15 minutes. <laughs> uh, so, just a solid 15 minutes. I'll, I'll have it, you guys. I promise. I promise everything will be good. But like, nobody gives a shit about what Soma made. Nobody gives a shit about Food Wars but you and me. <laughs> It's so good, though. Uh, it like, is really good. And I'm, like, sad that this is the last season. But also, uh, hap- but also happy because I'd rather it go out on a high note than, like, turn into, like, One Piece and go on forever. Oh, I thought you were going to say Bleach. Or that. <laughs> I'm like, that's probably a better comparison since Bleach is also over but should have been over long before it was over. Or Inuyasha. I guess Inuyasha goes with that thing too. But... Well, I've never watched any of those, so... Oh, man. 
Like, I really do like early Inuyasha. Like, I thought Inuyasha was good up to, like, season, like, four or something. And then after they got all the jewel shards and then it, like, reshattered again, I was like, nope. I'm like, <laughs> I'm done. God damn it. Just, like, Bleach fought the fucking... Ichigo fought Aizen, the main villain, killed him, used up all his spirit power or whatever, and it's like, all right, yeah, that's that's the end. And then they're like, yeah, they're like, well, what if there was a way to tell you that you could get all your powers back plus more? And I'm like, nope. I'm like, I'm done. Like, oh, yeah, and Aizen's not dead. And I'm like, nope. I'm like, I'm done. Are you sure? Are you sure you don't want to watch some more just stuff being just dragged out? Nope. I uh, I quit reading it and watching it after that point, and I was just done. I was like, Man, I'm dead set on figuring out what the fuck was made. I watched the episode and everything. So did I. I don't remember what it was either. But you're right. It was the ingredient was butter. I remember that much. But what's even funnier is you're like looking up all this shit, but you're right. That's not even the newest episode. Like that was, I think, an episode behind the newest one because God Tongue Girl is cooking in the new one. Yeah, that's that's basically the episode that we left off on, but we didn't get to actually see what happened. Yeah. Alright, I give up, guys. I failed everyone. Well. Alright, it's been a good podcast, everybody. <laughs> Pack it in! Yeah, I'm like, sorry to disappoint our five listeners that... Matt couldn't figure out what Soma made in the last episode of Food Wars. It's okay. I, I deliberately didn't remember, so that way I'm not spoiling it for any of you viewers out there. <laughs> <laughs> but, other than that, like, it's really just been card game stuff for me. I haven't been, had a chance to, like, watch a whole lot of anything or, uh, really uh play any games or anything like that um i did get my uh business partner pj into watching uh my hero in exchange for walking watching dragon prince which is by the people who did avatar oh <laughs> but i mean it's it's an all right like general fantasy type animated series it's the, the only thing that i really really hate about the series is it's got this really juddery like animation style um where it just it feels like it's animated like off frame for whatever reason and it just takes it's just so weird it feels like people jump around in terms of, like, their motion. It's not smooth or anything. Dude, I was, like, speaking of uh, jittery animation, um, the people we were house-sitting, I was, like, looking at their DVD shelf and stuff, uh-huh. and I, I saw that they had uh, three of the four seasons of home movies on DVD. Oh, Jesus. And I was like, oh, man. I was like, people after my own heart. And I was like, I didn't know who was the home movies fan uh but i think it was jen the wife or whoever that we're house sitting for 
But as we were leaving today, so they have like a near the front door. They have kind of like a just a I guess like a room with like a TV or whatever you know to like play game video games or watch movies or whatever like a little mm-hmm. movie room thing. And I saw something on the wall. And I stopped and I went in there and Megan's like, what are you doing? Like, quit looking at all their shit. And I was like, hold on. He has something on the wall I wanted to look at. And it was like this giant um, board thing that was like, I guess they went to, I think it was San Diego Comic-Con or just one of the Comic-Cons. And it was like, you know, like a board with like, it had their badges and like a bunch of different shit from Comic-Con. Uh-huh. But one of the one of the things they had was... Was it a fucking- wall scroll of some waifu? Waifu? Yeah, <laughs> and boy, did she have massive knockers. Well, I imagine so. Yeah, but no, it was uh, a. Otherwise, um, you'd have to call the FBI. I, I wouldn't. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was a fucking uh, poster for season one of Home Movies, and it was signed by Brennan Smalls. Wow, that's crazy and it had jen's name on it it said jen like and then it had some message and it said brennan smalls and i was so fucking jealous like i wanted to fucking steal that and just cross her name out and write justin jesus like imagine (laughs) that there's actually people besides you and me who like home movies (laughs) i know i was like that's why i'm so surprised like out of like the old ass Adult Swim shows that was kind of like one of the sleeper ones that like I don't felt like got a lot of attention like Aqua Teen Hunger Force or like C Lab did. Well, I definitely like whole movies better than those other two that you just mentioned. See, I don't know. I love Aqua Teen, but Home Movies is a special place in my heart because I love fucking Coach McGurk and Jason. You there, you just have a special place in your heart for episodes that are disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> Which is why Moral Oral is, like, the golden grail. Dude, Moral Oral's great because it takes, like, every message from, like, Christianity and pushes it to the absolute limit of... <laughs> you could totally see someone who's, like oh, this is what God said, I need to do this to the fullest and just take it in an absolutely, like, wrong direction. Definitely. It's also just horribly, cripplingly depressing. My favorite. (laughs) Speaking of, I think I've still got to finish one more episode of BoJack for this season. See, I haven't seen any of the new season yet. I still need to watch it. Oh boy, Justin Carter. Oh boy. It's very good. I'm sure. I'm so excited to watch it. I just have it. I was like, of stuff that I know you've watched, though, so I do need to continue watching it, but I watched the first episode of uh, Promise Neverland. Oh, shit. And? It's so fucking good. <laughs> like, I, I It was like, you know, the first maybe like 12 minutes or whatever, like 15 minutes of the episode, I'm like, all right, like, I don't really know what's going on. I was like, this is okay. Like, I'm not really sure what's going to happen. And then the, they find the fucking dead girl in the back of the truck, and I'm like, oh. And then you realize that the orphanage is just, like, a human farm for, like, demons, and I'm like, oh. 
Like, that's good. What a twist. And then fucking... And then, yeah, at the end, their mother or whatever, like, was holding the stuffed rabbit, and she looked all fucking crazy, and I'm like, okay. I'm like, I'm in. (laughs) Like, you got me. Oh, it gets so good, Justin. It gets, like, uh, like, like, Death Note levels of, like, trying to outwit each other, and you're gonna love it. Well, yeah, I'm hoping so, because, yeah, that one kid with the gray hair or whatever is, like, the mastermind fucking kid. Yeah, it's, it's, it is so good, and they have a season two, so. What? Yeah, there's gonna be a season two, and it comes out. It's not out yet, okay. No, season two is gonna be out sometime this next year, and I'm very much looking forward to it. Well then, yeah, I'll I'll definitely be up to date on it then before that happens. Well, you'll have to tell me all about the twists and turns as they come up. Yeah, because yeah, I just I watched it like at work on Wednesday, and I was like, oh man, I'm gonna definitely continue watching this. Definitely, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that's out. Like, I mean, I know both of us have a ridiculous backlog of anime, but I can't think of any TV shows. Uh, apparently Rick and Morty's out, but I haven't watched any of it, so... It's been good. Well, I need to get a legal way of watching Cartoon Network so I can definitely watch it legally. Or, if you want... On my Google Drive, I can just throw up the episodes as I download them, and you can just download them and watch them. I definitely wouldn't do that, Justin Carter. That's illegal. (laughs) Wink. I was like, alright, I definitely, after the podcast, won't upload the episodes I have of Rick and Morty onto a Google Drive for you. Alright, I definitely won't watch them. (laughs) <laughs> I will pay my local cable provider $72 to watch the one channel I want to watch. Wink. <laughs> but, um... I don't know what else. Uh, I picked up for Black Friday. We went... Oh yeah, for Black Friday we went out to Target and we went in Got the games I wanted, got what we're getting Killian for Christmas, and got out in a total of 13 minutes. I find that very hard to believe, but, I mean, I guess the less time you're in there, the the better. Yeah, I was like, it's because the Target that we go to is the one that I used to work at out in BFE Scottsdale, and, like, there's just not a lot of people that go there. But the people that do go there aren't particularly interested in the video games and stuff. They more want TVs, iPads, Apple Watches, whatever. So it's like I can just get in, grab the video games I want, and then get out really quickly because they have all everyone's on registers. So. So what all did you pick up? I got Borderlands Three. I got Resident Evil Two, and then I got Mario Power Tennis. Nice. I've been wanting to play Power Tennis for a while, so I guess we could play that now. 
Yeah, I was like, I've been playing through the uh, story mode and stuff, and surprisingly, dude, some of that shit's fucking hard. I mean, but... I'm a- I'm honestly not surprised by that because actually, most of the Mario Tennis like story modes are actually kind of hard. Yeah, there was like a couple things where it's like fighting a boss or something like I like almost had it because your racket can fucking break and <laughs> if your racket breaks then you lose automatically and later on I don't think that's as bad because like once you get more rackets then like if one racket breaks it just defaults to the next one mm-hmm. but in the very beginning when you only have one racket it's as soon as that one fucking breaks it's over so, gotcha. like, some of the bosses and stuff, it's like, I'd almost have them dead, and then they'd do a power shot or something, and I'd hit it to, like, block it too early or something, and it'd fucking, like, shatter my racket, and I'd lose, and I'm like, god damn it. <laughs> Speaking of Nintendo games, did you pick up Pokemon? I didn't, but I I figured I'd ask if you did. You know, I know you were looking to get it. So... I I won it so fucking bad, and my mom got me both sword and shield for Christmas, so it's like, I have them, I just don't have them yet, so I have to <laughs> fucking wait until she decides to give them to me for me to play them. See, my family got super bad about doing that exact thing uh, for a while there that was like, hey, tell me exactly what you want, and then it's like, oh, okay, and then I just wait for Christmas to actually get it. And, like, over the last few years, whenever we're not traveling, this year we're traveling out to Disney World, but in the years that where we actually do have, like, a gift exchange-type Christmas, I'm like, well, here's the list of things I kind of want, or here's a generic suggestion of what I want. Do not tell me what the fuck I'm going to get. I don't want to know what I'm getting. Please don't tell me what I'm getting. And I'm not going to tell you verbatim what I want, because I want surprises on Christmas. Yeah, that's my thing. Is like That's what kind of pissed me off about... Uh, like, with Megan's family this year, uh, I mean, we did this the other years too, where we do like the Secret Santa thing and stuff, where we each draw a person or whatever and then get mm-hmm. something for one of the people. But it's like, you know, always ask, like, oh, like, you know, what do you want for Christmas? Like, and they give you kind of, like, an idea or whatever. And, like, you know, uh, Megan's mom, I think, got Megan this year or whatever. So she's getting her makeup and stuff. So, like, so, like, but it's, like, you know, there's Megan gets makeup fucking, like, every week in the mail from, like, Beautylish and, like, whatever. So, like. She has to be very specific about, like, oh, well, I don't have these palettes, but I have these palettes. And, like, so it's like she she already knows, basically, like, what she's getting from her. And I ended up getting Dave, and I'm like, oh, what do you want? And he's like, shoes. And I'm like, that's not something that you buy someone as a fucking, like, maybe for your kid or, like, a spouse. You yeah. get them shoes or something, but it's like, as, like, a random person, like, I'm like, one, I don't know what fucking shoes you want. And two, it's like, I don't know your foot size. I don't, like, if you don't, that's not like, oh, surprise shoes. And then you're like, thanks, I hate them. Like, that's something that you pick out yourself. So I'm like, I'm not buying you fucking shoes for Christmas. 
So I'm just going to end up getting him like a fucking Visa gift card so he could buy his own shoes. But it's one of those things where it's just like, then we might as well just all get each other gift cards. And or then, not or not even get in each other each other anything because we're just trading money. Yeah, I know. So I'm just like that's like what pisses me off is because I'm just like I was gonna just get him like a bunch of Fallout shit because he likes Fallout and Megan's like just just get him the gift card for like shoes and I'm like I know I'm like dude it's just it's like shitty but it's like I know it's what he wants. We'll just like whatever like yeah or it's just, yeah I'm like here's money get whatever you want. Merry Christmas. <laughs> I I just ugh, it just it grinds on me so much because I really do like Christmas. I like Christmas a lot, and I sadly have been too poor to buy any gifts for people these last few years. But I do love going out shopping for Christmas gifts for people and like figuring out something meaningful for people I actually care about instead of like oh well here's a gift card. <laughs> Exactly, and then like my parents don't want anything, and that they're like the hardest fucking people to shop for, because it's like all my mom wants is books, but it's like the books she really wants, she like buys them the day they come out. So I'm like, <laughs> okay, and then my dad like is fucking hard as fuck because he'll never tell you what the fuck he wants. So it's like he always just by default gets like a Lowe's gift card, <laughs> like, <laughs> and it's like you can buy tools or whatever the fuck you want, I guess. I'm trying to think who's incredibly hard to shop for on my end. Like, my brother's really hard to shop for, but I normally just find something Star Wars related to get him, because I'm like, here, love the thing you actually love, and be proud of it. Um, Tyler's also kind of hard to shop for, in a weird way. Um, just in the fact that, like, I don't ever want to get Tyler something normal. Like, you could always get something really weird and out there, and it's like, yeah, that's a perfect Tyler gift. I almost feel like Tyler would just be happy with, like, whatever. <laughs> I mean, story of his life, though. <laughs> yeah. Um, what was I say? For Killian this year for Christmas, we got him, like... He New part- parents? <laughs> 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 Hashtag got him. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> so good. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> No. <laughs> All right, guys, we're just going to be laughing for the next 20 minutes. You can feel free to mute us. <laughs> right? I'm like, skip ahead. Uh, no, we got him. He's gone through so many fucking tablets and stuff, and he's like a we- he's a weird fucking kid. Like, it's like weird to me to think of like the stuff I was into when I was like 10 and stuff like that. Or kind of like, like like Legos and Power Rangers and. Well, like, I remember, because, like, 10 is, like, because he's in, I think he's in, like, 6th grade, 5th or 6th grade, and it's, like, when I was in 6th grade, like, the hot shit at the, uh, the hot shit at the time was, like, for me, it was, like, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh!, Dragon Ball Z, Bionicle, yeah, uh, all of those things, yeah, Digimon was still, like, I think, relevant, 
I don't think so. I think the third season ended, like, whenever we were, like, nine, I want to say. Maybe. I remember bawling my eyes out at the end of season one. Give me two seconds. We're going to search for more things. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Flaming Hot Cheetos were, like, a thing. See, I've never given a shit about Flaming Hot Cheetos, ever. Like, I don't like the spicy chips. And with just doing teaching, that is all the kids care about. Like, they just care, care about Takis, and that's that's the only thing they love. See, I don't even give a shit about Takis, but I do like Flaming Hot Cheetos. But I don't like Flaming Hot Funyuns or, like, any of the other Flaming Hot shit, just Cheetos. Side note, it came out uh, the last season, the season three of Digimon, which I consider to be the last good season, maybe. It, it came out in 2001. So we were 11. Okay, then yeah. then Yeah, so then Digimon was still relevant then. Yeah. Okay. But what what is he into then? Oh, yeah, he's like, because that's the thing is he doesn't really play with like toys or like he's part of this like generation of like they grew up like with phones, with whatever. So he I mean, he plays like Minecraft and like other shit, but he's like into like like as a kid, like earlier years for Christmas and stuff, like they would get him like padlocks and flashlights and what other sort of weird shit like power tools and shit like Right. Yeah, like the one Christmas morning, he was like unhinging a fucking door with like a drill. <laughs> like that's like the kind of like weird. That's what I mean like weird shit. As in like he was never really into like toys or like Legos or anything. He was always just into like we like hacking shit, like taking shit apart, like whatever. So this year for Christmas, we got him a tablet. But what it is is it's a tablet that you actually put together. Oh, cool. Yeah, like, it's in pieces, and you actually, it has, like, a battery pack, like, everything, so you actually assemble everything together into a working tablet, and then once it's a working tablet, um, it actually teaches you programming, and, like, Minecraft mods, and different shit, so it's, like, an introduction to programming to kids, and, like, it's something that's meant to be taken apart and put back together and shit, so I'm like, perfect. Surely there's no way this child can break this. Yeah, and we got the two-year warranty on it, so even if he does break it, you're like, you want the two-year warranty for $20? And I'm like, you bet your ass I do. Fucking smart. The only time that you'll ever not turn down the warranty. Yeah, I'm like, oh yeah, no. I'm like, I'm gonna want the fucking warranty for this. You go to fucking GameStop and they're like, you want us to insure this game for like five bucks? And I'm like, no, why? <laughs> Apparently it's just for parents who have children. Yeah, because I'm sure PJ will tell you that they probably destroy everything. Well, they do, and that's why he only gets digital stuff now. Yeah, I don't blame him. <laughs> I mean, I pretty much only get digital stuff now, too, besides, like, Pokemon's not going to be digital, but it's because my fucking parents bought it for me, like... And Mario Power Tennis, I didn't get digital, but it's only because uh, Black Friday, the physical version, was $30, where on the eShop for Black Friday, it was like 40 bucks. Because so. Nintendo games last forever, and they are always expensive. 
Seriously, I'm like, God damn. Dude, I remember when fucking GameStop was going out of business, not out of business, uh, when they were going to quit carrying, uh, like, the GameCube, PS2, like, those era of games, they were going to quit selling them, so they had, the, like, they were getting rid of, like, all their sh- inventory of all the shit, and I picked up used fucking Mario Kart Double Dash, and that shit was still fucking, like, $45, like, <laughs> on the buy, like at this point, like I think the fucking Wii U was out, and I'm like I'm paying like forty five dollars, which is almost like brand new fucking prices. I think Nintendo games like were fifty dollars. <laughs> like, yeah, on the GameCube they were. They were yeah. like they were fifty dollars, so you saved a whole five bucks on a used game that they were gonna stop carrying. But I was like, if I go right now on the fucking Amazon. And look up Mario Kart Double Dash. After I get hair off my fucking phone, I was like, "Let's see, how much is it now?" Because Nintendo games don't fucking ever. Let's see here. Looks like uh, renewed. What the fuck does that even mean? <laughs> Looks like $90. That sounds about right. Basically, you have your Nintendo games that, like, while the console is still being sold places, you have it going down by, like, 5 or $10 if you're lucky. And then the variants that Nintendo and, like, GameStop stop carrying in any sort of regard... They go up like all the way to a hundred dollars or more. Like I think Heart Gold and Soul Silver is like a hundred and fifty bucks or something. Oh yeah, I just looked up. Uh, Mario Sunshine is ninety dollars. <laughs> and I remember, dude, when I worked at Target, uh, this one dude was trying to buy my copy of Melee. And he's like, dude, I'll give you $50 for Melee. And I was like, yeah, you're funny. <laughs> like, I was like, you, I don't think you, so. I'll totally sell it to you for 90 Yeah, I was like, that's more what it's worth. I was like, especially because there's like zero scratches on that disc. And it's still played to this day. Hardcore. Like, yeah, dude, a copy of fucking Melee is used is $109. Yeah, I don't doubt that at all. Like, the Melee scene is still pretty popular, and that's the reason why you can't get a hold of GameCube controllers to save your life. Right. And then it looks like brand new. It's like $162. Where would you (laughs) get a brand new copy of Melee? (laughs) I'm assuming it's just like an unopened copy. Well, yeah, but just, like, who has been saving this copy of fucking Melee for, like, I don't know, it's been, like, 20 years almost. Seriously. But, but transition... I, do... oh, I was going to say, all I was going to say was that it probably helps that, like, due to, like, Nintendo not releasing any of the GameCube games digitally. That's probably why there's so much. Like, the price would probably tank if they ever, like, actually put them up on, like, the eShop or something where people can actually download them again. 
That's entirely possible. I mean, you do also have your collectors out there who still do like to own the actual copy, but you're right, it might drop a, a like maybe 20 or 30 bucks, but I'd imagine that it'd still probably be pretty pricey. Like, I mean, you can get Earthbound a few ways at this point, but even then, like... Well, yeah, Earthbound. I'd... Yeah, I don't... <laughs> I know Google's fucking spazzing out right now. But yeah, I think it'd probably go down some, but... Um, what were, trans- what were you going to transition to? Oh, uh, board games. <laughs> oh, I, did you uh, get some new ones? Uh, I don't think I got any new, new ones. Um, I did get, I think the most recent Kickstarter one I got was called Caroso Cruise, and it's essentially like, a book, and each one of you takes a role of, like, one of the people on the ship, and you're, like, going to dis- different destinations on this island, like, an island map, and you're, like, turning to a certain page, and then each one of your crew members has different things that they can do, so they're turning to different pages to do certain things on each one of the islands. So it's kind of a choose-your-own-adventure, but, like, four-player co-op. That sounds cool. Yeah, and I went over to my friend Daryl's house, and we played Vast, which is a game that I picked up at Gen Con. Um, and the way that game is played is you have, like, five different classes of character you can play. So you can play as the paladin, you can play as the dragon, you can play as the goblins, or you can play as the cave, or you play as, like the thief and the way the game's played is you can swap out any one of the characters and you can play anywhere from like one to five people but generally um everyone has their own objectives so you've got the cave and they're putting down tiles to kind of make the cave and then once they run out of tiles they start collapsing the cave and as long as they kill like whatever hero or character that's in the cave they win um, you've got the knight who's trying to kill the dragon, the dragon's trying to uh, trying to escape the cave, and all kinds of cool objectives, but um, I think the first time we sat down to play it, we spent, like, a solid, like, 45 minutes each one of, because none of us had played, um, just reading through our own individual character objectives and rules just to try and figure out what we had to do. Um and we had to leave because of an emergency, but I just met up with her last Friday and finally got to play the game. And Daryl had had the chance to play it like three other times before that. And the game's a lot of fun, so hopefully we can get a game night together and play. Because getting board game nights together is a nightmare. Right. <laughs> I was like, uh, did you ever pick up that Battle Chef Brigade game? Uh, no, uh, not Battle Chef Brigade, you're talking about Restaurant Rivals? Yeah. Uh, no, I haven't had a chance to, but I would definitely want to. Actually, let me see how much that game is right now. Rival Restaurant? Restaurant Rivals. 
uh, see if there's any Black Friday deals on it. <laughs> or Cyber Monday. That's, Buy it that's now. tomorrow. Yeah, it's like 60 bucks. Whenever I've got some money, I'll probably pick it up. It is. It was a lot of fun last time we played it, so yeah, that would be a, that'd be a good one. I think I just need to start having them regularly, though, so I can actually get through my mountain of games that I haven't had a chance to play. Dude, that reminds me of... Uh... <laughs> There's that game on the PS4. It's almost like a Jackbox game, but it's called That's You. Mm-hmm. And you play with your phone, and it's like they ask you different questions, and you all kind of vote, like, who's the most likely person to, like, I don't know, like, catch a beaver, like, in the woods or something? <laughs> and then, like, you all pick someone, and then, like, if the majority, like, if you voted like with the majority or whatever and the majority wins, then it's like you all get points and stuff. But we were playing with fucking Killian and this one time, and it was like me, Megan, I think Lucy, her friend, and then Killian. And one of the questions, it was like a picture of like a briefcase or something. And it said like, it was like, Oh, like what wouldn't you want TSA to find in this briefcase? And you're supposed to draw something, like, in the briefcase. And, of course, everyone drew, like, dildos and stuff. (laughs) But then fucking uh, Killian's comes up, and it's this naked black child (laughs) in the suitcase. And I'm like, like, I mean, like, brown skin, like, red lips, like, typical racist, like, stereotype of, like, a black child. Holy shit. And I'm, like, sitting there, and I'm like, what the fuck is that? And Killian's like, it's a little naked kid. And I was like, okay, like, yeah, I definitely wouldn't want to find that in a suitcase. <laughs> like, I was like, I don't know where the fuck he pulled that out of, but... Old, old, uh... Old Looney Tunes cartoons. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Song of the South. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I know, fucking Troy hasn't done, like, any... I enjoyed listening to his comic book podcast thing, because it was like... It's like I'm reading comic books, but I'm just listening to Troy explain the comic book in, like, 20 minutes. And he hasn't posted one recently, so... Troy, if you're listening to this, post more of those. Yeah, definitely do. But if you're like me, you probably have forgotten to read comic books, because I have a billion of them, and I still haven't read any of them. That is true. I still have a bunch that on my bookshelf that I still haven't read myself. Yeah, I just finished reading Hickman's uh, X-Men run. I mean, it wasn't recent. It was probably like a month ago that it actually finished up. But not his run, but just like the beginning. Like He, he had like an event going on where it was just a series of 12 issues. And it was just to kind of establish what his X-Men run was going to be like. And that was nutty as all hell. Um, There was all kinds of just weird stuff that he just decided to just do with the series that like no other writers done with X-Men in the past. And just it's not even weird in terms of like 
oh, it's completely off the beaten path. It's It still feels, like, super loyal to what X-Men is, but also it just being, like, I guess it's just a really fresh take on the series, which is nice because X-Men's been stale for a long time. Dude, I was like, uh, this destroyed me today, hon. Fucking, so, uh, Megan's family came over for Thanksgiving, but Megan's brother, Kale, or Kyle as you like to call him, didn't come over because he went over to his dad's instead, but he fucking hates his dad. But he went over there because he didn't want to, I'm sure, deal with Megan, because every year it's like... Megan will like and him will get into some sort of fight or something. She'll call him <laughs> stupid and like he'll be like fuck you and storm like my favorite was what was it? We went over to her parent her mom's one time for Super Bowl, I think, or it was Easter or something like that. And for whatever reason, Kale's convinced that like Bunny is his dog even though he had Bunny for two week like a week and then gave him up to his mom and then she had him for like two weeks before we took him and oh i thought you were gonna say that he's convinced that the world's flat no i mean he probably does think that but but no but like the one year easter or whatever like he said something because he bunny's original name was zeus but we don't call it we're like no that's fucking stupid we call him bunny but he still calls him zeus despite the fact that he's been bunny for four years now and like the one year Megan was like duty like screaming at him she's like he's not your dog you fucking dumbass like whatever <laughs> and then he was like fuck you and then like left and then Megan's grandma cried and I'm like sitting there eating food like laughing because I'm like Dude, this is so good but no he posted this on Twitter so he didn't come over for Thanksgiving and like Megan's mom took pictures of the dogs and he posted on Twitter and was like my boop snoot Zeus and posted pictures that fucking Megan's mom took. And I'm like, he's not your dog. Like, I'm like, I don't know why you think like, you don't own him. Like, you never come over and see him. I was like, and to even get those pictures, you didn't even come over at Thanksgiving and take those pictures. Your mom took those pictures and sent them to you. So I'm God like, what sort of fucking fantasy world are you living in where that is your dog? <laughs> like, it, like, blows me away every fucking time. Like, I'm like, he was never your dog. I mean, at one point, for a small, limited run of that dog's life. Yeah, I was like, and considering that, like, Kale had to get two separate bank loans to buy the fucking dog, and then Megan ended up paying 60% of the loan to him anyway to pay for Bunny, like... Ridiculous. <laughs> It just gets me every time. I'm like, why do you think that? That is a lot of family drama, and I'm not surprised. Right. <coughs> well, on my end, I mean, you've already heard the story, so spoilers, I guess. But um, over Thanksgiving, uh, I was originally not planning on staying as long as I did up north in Pine Top. So Thanksgiving was fine, but um, it was snowing, like, incredibly heavy. It was crazy. Like, Thanksgiving night, there was not a single, like, drop of snow on the ground up there. And I was like, okay, well, we'll just leave in the morning once we once the sun comes up and everything. 
and my brother decided to leave earlier than that at like seven so that way he could get to his job at 12 um but for anyone who keeps up with the weather that's not the way the weather was whenever it was black friday and there was just so much snow that came down um and (coughs) my brother on his way out, he made it, like, to Heber, which is only, like, 45 minutes outside of Pine Top, and got stuck in the snow because it was coming down so hard, and then some nice soul got him out of the snow, and he was heading back, and he decided to call everyone in the family and let them know that he was on his way back, even though he would see him whenever he got there, and he got into a wreck, on the way there. <coughs> God damn it. I know, I can't stop coughing. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> <laughs> I have no water, and I don't want to get up to get water. That was my first mistake. Um, And so he gets into an accident. I mean, he's okay, but he decides that he needs an ambulance. Like, they decide to take him in an ambulance to go get checked out at the hospital, even though, like, he really just has a bruised knee. So he paid for that ambulance ride and going to the hospital to get checked out for his bruised knee. And my mom and stepdad were so upset that this is what happened. And so they go to pick him up at the hospital. And then after the hospital visit, they stop off at the store and... While they're inside the store, or I don't know the full story, but there was a different tow truck with a different car that it was towing, and the car came off the back of the tow truck and hit my stepdad's truck. So not only was there one car accident, there was two car accidents within my family on the day after Thanksgiving, all within like four hours of each other. Your brother's like, Merry Christmas, I got a three grand hospital slash ambulance bill. And a 1K deductible on a car that I need to get fixed. Right. So that's all of that fun stuff that happened. But then, even then, we weren't able to leave because the snow was coming down and all the freeways were shut down. So we couldn't even get out of Pine Top until the following morning. And everyone was ready to leave that Friday, and so we were all hating each other by the end of Friday night, because we were like, well, fuck, I want to get the hell out of here. You're like, see you again next year, you fucks. (laughs) I wish, but we're going to see them in fucking Christmas, because we're going to be there in Orlando for, like, a whole week. (laughs) Did you go up there for Christmas and your brother gets, like, flown out by, like, a fucking helicopter <laughs> near his hospital? Because he stubs his toe or something? Yeah, he, like, trips, he, like, trips over the family dog and, like, falls on that knee again and then gets flown out. Jesus. <laughs> but that was a brief summary of my fun holiday adventures. It was a real hoot. There weren't even owls involved. 
I mean, it was like up north, so I'm sure there was some owls. I mean, there could have been, I guess. You're right. I mean, yeah. it, it was kind of a reach. It was an unknown unknown? It was a halo reach. <laughs> All right, on that note, we're going <laughs> to wrap up the podcast. <laughs> uh, did you have anything else? You... No, not really. Just, I mean, like... Guess you can catch me on Twitter, uh, Matendo21. And then you can find our game on Facebook, uh, at Boss Battle Game to check out all of the cool things that we're doing. And you can join the Discord. Also, that. Yeah. I was like, Matt's been doing a good job at posting on social media and should be a... God, what was the fucking word? I was just... I had it. Role model. There we go. For everybody on posting consistently on social media. Please don't follow my lead on social... (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the only reason I post consistently is because I'm getting getting art consistently now, so... (laughs) That's true. And it's beautiful art. Well, thank you. I mean, it's not my art, but I'll pass it along to Andrew because he doesn't have a social media account. <laughs> Which is a crime. It is. I, a, I, I, I bet you he has a deviant art account, though, where the profile picture is like some humanoid fox creature. I mean, if that was the case, he would be rolling in the money and he would not need our money. You're like, he'd be yiffing his way through college. Them furry artists get paid. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I'll do that commission. <laughs> of a fox humanoid with six nipples. Fucking Sonic in a tuxedo. Uh, you're missing the bat wings, and uh, they have one extremely long canine tooth, and one that's chipped. And it's super important. <laughs> yeah, it's all part of the lore. <laughs> Welp, this has been dragged on way longer than it needed to. Yeah, I was like, that's that's gonna wrap up the the episode, and um, uh, before we in- <laughs> <laughs> don't forget to like and subscribe. Yeah, yeah, do that. Smash that uh, thumbs up button and click the bell icon. Thanks to all of our Patreon supporters. There is no page. Their names are going to show up on screen (laughs) right now. Yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Cue the outro music. Cue it up, baby. Because that's a wrap.